Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Crime Over Coffee. We're your hosts. I'm Abby. And I'm Erica. Today, I'm going to be telling you guys about the omnivore trials. So grab yourself some coffee and let's dive in. continue on with our content for this week's episode shortly but first we wanted to take a moment to let you know about an opportunity to listen to even more crime over coffee content by signing up for our patreon you can receive ad-free episodes and additional content to check out this opportunity and sign up for the crime over coffee patreon visit www.patreon.com slash crime over coffee pod thank you again for all of your support in 2018 Brittany and james campbell got married they had actually known each other in high school and had kind of fallen apart at one point and then ended up coming back into each other's lives and became married. When they reconnected, James actually already had two young boys. After they got married, Brittany became a stay-at-home mom to take care of the boys and James worked in the Navy. In 2019, the couple moved to Hawaii. I believe this was due to James's career in the Navy. And shortly after moving there, they started to notice a lot of really weird things happening in their home. They would find things moved around, not where they left them. They would find, they would they would leave or they'd wake up in the morning and they'd find boxes opened and their garage to be like destroyed. Throughout the night, Brittany would report hearing the door slam repeatedly. So she would wake up and reach over and wake James up as well and tell him, you know, I hear something, but they would look and they never ended up finding anything. And so James kind of honestly started to just get frustrated with Brittany because she kept waking him up when she would hear these things. And he's like, you're just being paranoid. You just need to go back to bed. Stop waking me up because it's very clearly nothing. Like I said, Brittany was a stay-at-home mom, so throughout the day, she would also hear and see random things or, once again, notice things missing. And so she would have a lot more of these experiences and report them to James, whereas he wasn't experiencing them enough for him to actually think anything was going on. I also don't know if he was just a heavier sleeper at night, so he didn't wake up to a lot of the things that Brittany did because it was always her telling him, hey, this is what's happening. This sounds like every like my house is haunted episode ever where it's like one of them is experiencing everything and the other one just thinks they're crazy it does sound straight out of a movie you know one person's hearing and the other person's like yeah no you're just insane it reminded me of the ha- a haunting that used to air mm-hmm. did you ever watch what was that on oh my gosh it was on AMC animal planet or amc or something wasn't it on like it was on something weird i thought i don't know It was on TV and it reminded me of that because that was a show where families would have paranormal experiences and it was always one person would experience them repeatedly and the other person had no idea or just thought the other person was kind of going crazy. James did have one experience where he thought he had seen a shadow of a person outside their house. But when he looked, he didn't actually see anybody. And so he just kind of wrote it off and he's like, that's, it was nothing. But then a few minutes later, he had looked on his desk calendar, which I don't know if the desk was near 
where he had seen that person or what, but he had somehow made it over to the desk and looked at the calendar. And it was had been written on there, it had been written on, and it said, quote, your rehabilitation starts today. Do as I did, choose a house, clean it, set up all devices, end quote. James, who was a big skeptic into the fact that anything could be happening in the house at the moment, wrote that off and was like, okay, Brittany wrote this on here and she just wants me to clean the house. Which, like, props to him for, you know, just taking initiative then to go clean the house because he assumed that his wife wanted it because not all men would do that. But he didn't even ask Brittany if she had, like, wrote it down. I also, like, even if somebody had, like, even if somebody had wrote on a thing for me to, like, clean the house, if it also said, like, your rehabilitation starts today. Like, it just, it's worded weird. Yeah, that definitely sounds odd, but maybe she talked that way, so he just was like, okay. Yeah, that's possible. I don't know the exact way that she would write her notes to him, but it just, like, I would probably ask some questions or, like, be like, hey, why did you leave me such a weird note today? I don't know. He didn't ask, and he just continued to tell Brittany that she was kind of going insane for thinking things were going on. In September of 2019, Brittany and James decided to take their two boys to go visit some family. I believe they were going to Iowa to visit their family. And they were gone for about a week. And on September 20th, 2019, they returned back to their house in Honolulu. And when they first pulled up to the house, they noticed that James's bike was outside in the driveway, which was very concerning because they knew they hadn't left his bike out in the driveway when they had left so they were confused as to how it had gotten out there so they told the kids to like wait in the car and james goes and he opens up the garage door and when he opens it he sees that the garage is completely trashed all of the boxes everything in the house is open and like thrown around and so he's immediately concerned and so he tells Brittany, like you stay in the car you call the cops James then proceeds to go into the house, and when he gets in there, he sees strange concoctions all over the kitchen, like things that had been like mixed together. He sees things just thrown all over the place. There's fluids of whatever all over the couch and all the furniture in the house. The pots and pans were thrown on top of each other. All of James's musical stuff had been taken out of the living room and like thrown about. And he goes upstairs and he sees that their bedroom, like all of their clothes, all of their stuff is just like thrown everywhere. He does go into their son's room though. And he notices that the son's room is extremely clean and not at all trashed. Nothing had occurred in that room. He even noted that it looked like their laundry had been done and like put away and their beds had also been made, which was not the way that they had left that house. <laughs> like someone trashed it and then felt kind of bad and cleaned up just a little bit. <laughs> uh, kind of, or it almost to me, like I took it more as like, as if there was a soft spot for the sons. Yeah, it is. It's very odd. And like, was anything missing or were they just mad and demolishing stuff? It so they didn't notice anything missing. They just noticed that a bunch of stuff had been demolished. And so Brittany does end up coming in the house. I, they left the boys out in the car. And when she gets in there, she goes up to the bedroom. And James is like a little concerned because on their bed was an old laptop of theirs that had been turned on. And they could see multiple diary entries and details about the family, like personal details about the family that they had never talked to anybody about. So we clearly have a creepy stalker who is acting out to scare them. Yes. So these notes were called the omnivore trials, a rehabilitation for rat-like people. 
That's what all of these were labeled. It's kind of rude. I thought so too. And apparently there was a folder for like each member of the family and like all kinds of information about them and like what they liked and what they didn't like and different things going on in their lives. Like it was like a full on like stalker situation. I have this fear coming up as you're telling me this that I've had for a long time where someone's living in your house and you don't know. I think that's a very valid fear. We have covered episodes like that before. If you remember, we did the Daniel LaPlante episode where he was living in the walls of that young girl's house mm-hmm. and like stalking her. It's definitely a really terrifying thought and it but it is something that does happen. But the most concerning part wasn't even the laptop that they had found with all of the diary entries. It was actually the fact that there were knives laid out all over their bed. Yeah, I I think that would freak me out a lot. The whole thing is freaky, but that seems like a direct threat, like a harmful threat. Absolutely. And and then upon further investigation, they look at the computer and they notice that there is kind of what they refer to as a manifesto written out where there was detailed plans for surgeries that were going to be performed on each of the members of the Campbell family, including sexual reconstruction and hand transplants. Did they know anybody who was had any type of like mental illness that could be behind all of it? They did not know anybody. They, I mean, they'd moved to this island because of work. And so they didn't really know. They'd made some friends, but this was all happening within the same year that they had moved there. So there wasn't even anybody in the area that they specifically like thought would be coming after them or trying to do anything like this but they were obviously extremely freaked out at this point it's kind of like an amped up version of the watcher yeah yeah because this is actually like happening in the home like it's it's clear that somebody has Mm -hmm. been in there whereas like the watcher is more yeah but when someone's like recently a family's recently moving into a house and all these things start to happen yeah it's almost makes you wonder if the things that were occurring are like meant for that person or if they're meant for the family who used to live there because they're so new to that home it just made i it makes me wonder at least the computer that they found had a lot of notes about the family so along with the notes that they had found where it was documenting that they were going to perform on the family, they also found some notes that talked about the family being turned from an omnivore to an ezequil, which an ezequil is defined by Urban Dictionary as someone who is utterly perfect. And there's no words to describe exactly how perfect they are, but they're just absolutely 100% perfect. It's like whoever was doing this saw some imperfections in the family and in their mind knew of exactly how to make the family perfect. And so that's what they were attempting to do or going to attempt to do, I guess. As I had mentioned, the notes contained a lot of private information about the family members. One of the things that was in this that was especially concerning to the family was the fact that Brittany was struggling to get pregnant and she was actually undergoing some fertility treatment and they had never told anyone else about this other than Brittany and James and they had only talked about it between the two of them. I'm honestly not that surprised in a way if this person is like really following them and listening to them. It doesn't surprise no, me that they all. somehow it's just, found it's, out this information. I think just an added level of creepiness because it's like you're having these private conversations about your personal life and about your your medical mm-hmm. life and somebody somewhere is overhearing it and then documenting it and keeping track. Like it's just 
it it's a, a, a different level of invasion of privacy. Sure, and especially when it's in your own home. One of the notes about this, the in regards to Brittany wanting to get pregnant and go through fertility treatment, had like a comment on it that said that Brittany should stop trying to have a baby and just focus on the children that she already has. Which I felt like like was a really insensitive comment for multiple reasons, but also nobody's business. I don't know. I like that comment frustrated me too. Whoever was doing this obviously was slightly mentally impaired or majorly mentally impaired because they were leaving these notes. They were planning out how to like do all these surgeries and stuff on the family. Like I had said, and upon further search of like the computer, they had noticed that somebody had been using their computer for a while and had been looking up surgical procedures and they had found like serums that were labeled on how to use like or that were labeled to use on omnivores and somebody had been looking up how to surgically remove an arm and a hand and they had also looked up videos on how to do gender reassignment surgery somebody had also looked on some websites to purchase a surgical table and to purchase surgical equipment so there, there seems to be some sort of planning going on at this time. So let me back up a little bit because I actually left out a part on purpose that has already occurred in this timeline. So prior to Brittany and James finding this computer with all this information on it, if you remember, I said that they had arrived home from their vacation and when they got there, James had noticed the garage door or had noticed that the garage was torn apart. His bike was outside and told Brittany to call 911. And so James goes to go into the house through the front door. But as he's trying to open the door, he can't. And he ends up kind of peering around the, the door a little bit and notices that there is a man standing on the other side of the door holding it shut. And that's why he can't get into his own home. And he ends up like he sees the guy and the guy just looks at him and very calmly goes, this isn't your house. And James is like, bullshit, it ain't my house. And so he grabs a sledgehammer and he ends up like getting through the door and he gets the guy out of the house and pulls him out to the front yard. And as I had mentioned, Brittany had already called 911. So they're kind of just hanging out in the front yard waiting for the cops to show up. And James notices that this guy is wearing his clothes. James's first thought is, you know, maybe this guy's homeless. Maybe he needs a place to stay. He could be on drugs. Like, I don't know. As they're like waiting for the cops to arrive, the guy's like, don't worry. I took care of your cat while you were gone. Okay. So Brittany immediately like runs into the house to check on their cat to make sure cat's okay. Cat's totally fine. It's just in its cage hanging out. And so Brittany and James just continue to wait there until police arrive. Which, if you remember at this point, James doesn't believe anything weird that has been happening in the house until he officially gets in the house and then he starts seeing stuff. And they realize that the man that police had just arrested is 23-year-old Ezekiel Zayas. And he had actually been living in the Campbell's house for a I long period I of time. I had a feeling. I had a feeling yeah. that was coming. It, it was definitely coming, and you guessed it pretty early on. When I first had, like, heard this story, I my immediate thought at first, which I'm not going to say where I had heard it originally. It's been a while, but I had heard it, and it was 
presented in a way at first. Well, and it was presented with a lot of information that I couldn't find, so I, did, I couldn't present it the same way because I only like to present things if I can find the information and like the articles to back it up. But they had presented it in a way that it almost seemed like it was like a haunting situation going on, like a ghost. Mm. And it, it definitely sounded a lot spookier from that perspective. But like, ultimately, I couldn't do it that way. But my first thought was like, are they being haunted? Or is somebody living in their house? I don't know, like what we're about to find out. Ultimately, it was somebody living in their house. And obviously, it was very clearly somebody who had some sort of mental illness going on. They must have been living in a delusional state where they, you know, I don't know if they thought, if he thought he was a doctor or if he thought he was more like a god kind of situation where he wanted to change them either way really creepy wait a minute i just realized something okay let's pause because this is going to take us a second to figure out okay so you guys don't know it because mike is an awesome editor and so he's going to edit out the part where we kind of talked but abby and i paused for a few minutes and kind of went through a couple things because i did not put this together when i was doing my research and it just dawned on me that I referred to them as Ezequils earlier, right? Like that the note said that he wanted to transform them from omnivores to Ezequils. And then I said that 23-year-old Ezekiel was the one that was arrested. Well, now that I'm realizing it and seeing it again, I am noticing that Ezequil and Ezekiel are spelled the exact same way. So there's my little dumb moment for you guys. We're just trying to be as honest as possible. But it made me wonder... And Abby and I can kind of talk about this. It made me wonder, was he trying to make them like Ezekiel's? And so he was like trying to make them. And I said Ezequiel wrong. I tried to do my best to pronounce it based on the Urban Dictionary. But was he trying to make them after himself because he thought he was so perfect? Which if you look up the word, the name Ezequiel or Ezekiel, Ezekiel, it's spelled E-Z-E-Q-U-I-E-L. And it says, a street smart man, a loyal friend, a gift from God, an utterly perfect person. Yeah, and you know, it might be a little bit of both, especially when we're talking about just a little bit ago, that kind of God complex he might be having with wanting to reconstruct them. So it's kind of like a weird play on words, but it it still works. And I, I mean, who knows how that plays into whatever delusion he may be having but it's definitely interesting how those overline i mean honestly so there's not a whole lot of information i'll just kind of be honest now or not honest but i'll kind of like tell you guys now there's not a whole lot of information regarding his mental health after this very clearly from like what we've seen he's slightly delusional and he does have something going on but i think that the god complex is kind of it makes a lot of sense right like if he's going to somehow reconstruct them so that they're perfect, which is just an additional level of creepy now that I just like put all of that together. Anyways, it is not known how Ezekiel had been in their house, had gotten in there, and it's not known exactly how long he'd been living there. Like I said, the family had been having a lot of weird things happen since they'd moved in pretty much. So most likely he'd lived there for or been in there almost as long as the family had lived there. There was another video that they had found on their computer that where Ezekiel like recorded himself doing a makeup tutorial using Britney's makeup. And she felt like it was his way of like mocking her because he was doing some like weird things doing it. And there was also a video of him sitting naked in her chair 
just even more levels of creepiness and weird things that had been happening in their home. And the family just wasn't aware of it at the time. I think I would move out pretty quickly. I absolutely, as soon as I noticed all of this, would also be leaving. I couldn't find a whole lot about what happened with Ezekiel afterwards, except for the fact that he was arrested and then he was charged with burglary. The judge, for some reason, decided to allow him out on a supervised release while he was awaiting trial, which seems incredibly insane to me. And within a short period of time after he was arrested, he ended up getting arrested again for vandalizing a Buddhist temple. So at this point, they are charging him and they don't release him. So he's being held in a correctional facility for the crimes that he's committed. And in 2020, he ends up killing a inmate, 62-year-old Vance Grace. So in the fall of 2020, he's charged with murder of the first and second degree and pleads not guilty. They did do a test on him to determine, you know, if he could go with the insanity plea. And they found that he was not fit to proceed with the trial, which I probably agree with. It, it very clearly seems like he has something going on that needs to be addressed, probably more than what the criminal justice system is going to offer. And so he is being held at a Hawaii state hospital. And I don't know if he still has some sort of trial going on or what's next. I, I don't know if it's to determine where he'll be spending the rest of his life, I guess. But at this time, he of the articles and stuff, he was receiving treatment. As Abby had mentioned about, you know, moving immediately, the Campbells did just that. They were obviously terrified and they talked about, a lot about all the psychological trauma that occurred from this. I mean, and we talked about it in the Daniel LaPelle episode, like you that's so much trauma to just not know that somebody is like constantly watching you like that is one of the creepiest things that you can think about i think like for me that is that is one of my biggest fears is that somebody's just like constantly watching you know it's funny and i don't i know funny is probably not the right word but interesting maybe i get that too because obviously erica and i watch a lot of true crime and for some reason the stalking ones always give me a few extra chills and I'm not really sure what it is but I mean if that happened to me I would literally have to live in like a studio apartment with no built-in closets no coverings on the cabinets like I would be a total wreck every night yeah I don't know how people like move on past that like that takes a, a very strong person to be able to move past that because it just takes away this entire sense of security you know your home is supposed to be like your safe place right like that's supposed to be where you're able to go and retreat and unwind and feel safe and like not have to worry about things. And unfortunately, there's these people that are having to experience these awful situations where their home just isn't safe for them anymore. And so the Campbells, not only did they move, but they actually left Hawaii completely. And I don't blame them. I would have gone somewhere else as well. So they, where they moved to is not known by anybody which is not that big of a deal but they did leave hawaii uh, and came back somewhere to the mainland there was actually a show that came out in 2022 and i've not watched any of these episodes abby you may have because you watch a little more tv than i do mm -hmm. but it was called frogging hider in my house so there is an episode that focuses on the Campbell family. There's multiple different episodes, but there's one episode that covers their story. And the term frogging is actually a term that's been coined to refer to people who live in somebody's house 
and they don't know it. So the same situation that happened with the Campbells, which is terrifying to me that we can make it a whole series about it because it happens so frequently. Did you say froggy? Frogging, P-H-R-O-G-G-I-N, but it's pronounced like frogging, like frogs. Supposedly originated from frogs leaping from place to place is where that term uh, came from. Um, yeah, I've not watched it, but I just wrote it down because I definitely will. It seemed like a show that you would enjoy. I don't know where you could find it. Like I said, it just came out in 2022. I think there's still in the first season possibly, but there are quite a few different episodes. Um, I don't know if they've featured the Daniel LaPlante episode yet or not, but there were a few other ones on there that I had come across like I've heard about their cases and stuff. Extremely creepy to me that we now have a term for this and we now have a whole series that can cover cases specifically just like this. Like like I said, at this time, the Campbell family has moved away and hopefully their lives are a little bit more calm and nothing crazy like this is happening anymore. As for Ezekiel, we I don't know what has gone on with him. I didn't see any recent updates other than the fact that he was being held in that state hospital, but hopefully he can get some of the help that he needs. Thanks to listening to this week's episode of Crime Over Coffee. You can find us on Instagram at Crime Over Coffee or on Facebook at Crime Over Coffee Podcast, where all of our photo and video content for each episode can be found. You can also email us your thoughts and case suggestions at crimeovercoffeepot at outlook.com. All of our sources can be found in the show notes for each episode. If you would like, you can support us by going to anchor.fm slash crimeovercoffee. You can also support us by recommending us to friends and family, giving us a good review on Apple Podcasts, or subscribing to us on your favorite podcast listening platform. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.